Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. And so what we're going to do is we're going to continue our series that we started last week. And, and if you're, if you're, if you're uh, challenged or encouraged, I want you to know we'll give you a copy of last week's message just so you can be caught up to speed. But we're going to continue our study throughout the book of James, and we're going to talk about living the intentional life. You know what I mean? I believe that if God's asking us and calling us to do anything Um, Going into 2021, it is to be intentional. In fact, I would say it like this, that that you living intentional has everything to do with you being successful in 2021. God is calling us to a place of intentionality. And um, and I just hope that that just hits you right in your right here. And and you're just like, you know what? I believe what pastor's saying. And I'm going to be more intentional this year. And so um, we're going to look at the book of James. Last week, you know, I covered about the first 10 or 12 uh, uh, verses, I believe, and uh, from James chapter 1. And, and we talked about how the book of James was written, come on, to a people that were living uh, very scattered. Because if you, if, you, if you look back in Acts chapter 8 and verse 9, Acts chapter 8 and 9, what you do is you find the persecuted church. And because there was great persecution, the church couldn't meet in public. They couldn't meet, you know, together. They were a scattered church. And so, man, if there's any book that speaks about our time, you know, how many of you feel just a little bit scattered this this time of the year? Or how many of you have been scattered since March? You know what I mean? People are telling you that you can't do this, but you got to do that. And and you feel disconnected and isolated. And come on, there's no better book that speaks to, come on, where we're at today than the book of James. And so I think that this is very incredible that this is where we're, where we're at. We talked about the difference last week between trials and temptations. Like trials are going to nail you. You're going to be doing life and everything's going to be just fine. And then all of a sudden a trial is going to come in. And we talked about how the important thing in the midst of a trial is how you handle the trial, how you go through the trial. But then we also talked about temptation. How many of you know that trials and temptation can oftentimes they can they can oftentimes look the same, right? Like they can and, and you might be you might have to work a little bit to find out is this a trial or is this a temptation? But I'm telling you this that temptations they don't happen externally. Temptations happen internally. Come on, when you're in a, in, in, in a rough place, a tough place, you're tempted, you're drawn away by the, by the darkness that's actually inside of you. And I'm telling you this, that in a temptation, there's always a way out. God always gives a door. Like, you don't have to walk through the temptation. You can, get, you can choose to get off that bus at any time. You ever ridden the bus or, or uh, you know, a subway, and then all of a sudden you pull the string down? It's like, it's time to get off of this thing. And then the next thing you know, they'll be stopping. Come on, you don't have to walk out every single temptation. And so today I titled this message called, it's called being doers of the word or be a doer of the word, right? 
be a doer of the word. I'm going to read the full chapter of James, so put your seatbelt on. We're going to get through this fine enough, but I'm telling you what, God's got something for you today, and I'm going to ask you to lean in a little bit. Like if you're just still reserved, right? like right now, you're still waking up, you're a little bit sleepy, you're just kind of wondering, you know what I mean, what's the rest of the day? I'm going to ask you to lean in just a little bit and receive what it is that the Lord has for you. The Spirit of God is at work in this place this morning, and He has something very special and significant for you. All right? So James chapter 1, it says this. It says, uh, uh, actually, verse 16 is where I'm going to pick up. Do not be deceived. And I'm just going to stop there. You're like, man, if you keep stopping, we're never going to get through this. But I think it's interesting that That he says, do not be deceived. And I think the reason why he says, do not be deceived, because a lot of people are like, God knows all things forward, backward, sideways. He's like, listen, don't be deceived because this is an area that can be unclear to some people and people are going to they're going to get it wrong. And so he warns us, Jay He says, listen, listen, what I'm getting ready to tell you next. Don't be deceived about it. Pay close attention to it. So he says, don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word that is planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. See, there's another point where it says don't be deceived. See, there's a lot of people that know the word of the Lord, that they've heard the word of the Lord. And when the word of the Lord goes forward, you just kind of check out. It's like, you know what? I've heard this before. Man, I wish pastor would bring me something new. But it says, don't be deceived. Don't just be a hearer of the word. Come on, be a doer of the word. And I'm telling you, if God is saying anything to his church in 2021, it is coming out from that place of just hearing and listening to actually implementing and doing. Praise God. That's what he's calling us to today. Don't merely just listen and deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like somebody who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet yet do not keep a tight ring on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. I wonder if we should just have an altar call like right now and come before the Lord and just repent of our sins and and ask. Come on, let me just read that to you again. Those who consider themselves religious and do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. That 
uh, religion is this, that our Father, the religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So listen, five times we just read in this short passage of Scripture, five times we have read that God's blessing is tied to our attitude about God's word. Like, listen, your approach and your attitude about God's word, it really matters. And I'm telling you what God is challenging us. Come on to elevate how we look and value God's word this year. Listen, in bad situations, anybody been through some bad situations this year? In bad situations, the very best thing that you can do, come on, is find yourself anchored to God's word. The best thing that you can do is, is be true, come on, to God's word. Like when you find yourself facing a situation, we just found ourselves praying for a young girl in our community that attempted suicide just a few days ago. This morning, we gathered up and we began to pray for, for her. But do you know the very best thing that could happen is for somebody to take God's word, come on, his love, his value, his plan for her life and begin to speak and share God's word over her life. I don't know what it is, but people are not valuing life like God desires them to value life. And so in bad situations, I want you to know that it's God's word that anchors you. It's God's word that everybody else is just losing their, their, their business. Come on, losing their stuff, losing their mind, losing their emotions. But come on, God's word is, 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 is anchoring you. And while you might be getting beat up just a little bit, you're not going anywhere. Why? Because you've got the foundation of God's word in your life. Let me speak something prophetic over your life right now. If you go into 2021, come on, without the anchor of God's word, you have the ability to be completely destroyed and wiped out. I am telling you what the enemy is turning up his tactics, but I'm telling you also that the enemy has zero power over you if you are anchored to Christ and his word. But I'm telling you, if you enter into 2021 the same way maybe that you've been living in 2020, come on, that marriage that is hanging on by a thread is going to be no more. The best thing that I can give you today is a challenge, come on, where the Spirit of God moves on the very words that I'm speaking and it does something inside of you that that encourages you to once again fall in love with the word of God see some of you have known exactly what it's like but have not picked up God's word for yourself in a long period of time and the Lord is saying it is time to prepare yourself it is time to get ready you need the anchor of the of the word of God in your life and so so approach 2021 completely different maybe than you've been approaching 2020. Ask yourself this, why is the devil, why is culture on an all-out assault to remove God's word? Because he knows it's the very thing that he has no chance against. Come on, he's trying to remove God's word from every place. A lot of the reasons why statues and things like that are being torn down, monuments and courthouses, because it says crazy things like in God we trust. 
Come on, that infuriates the culture that we live in right now. And it infuriates the devil. And you've got to ask yourself, why is there such an all-out assault? Like, listen, if it's no big deal, why is there such intentionality to remove it and to destroy it? Come on, from our nation. I'm telling you what, church, it's time that we fall in love with God's word again. Once again, it's the greatest gift that I can. It's Christmas, right? The greatest gift that I can do for you today is stir something up inside of you to where you begin. Come on to fall in love with God's word again. I see a generation and I'm not saying it's the young people. I'm not saying it's the old people, but I see a generation today that thinks that they know better. They think they know better. It's like, you know what, whenever it comes to God's word, you know what I mean? That was so like 2020 or that was so like like 50 years ago or, you know, but there's no way that that God's word like they didn't see 2020 coming. And, and, and I was thinking about this just a little bit. In fact, last night I was just talking a little bit about this with 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 some of our staff that that. You know, we have gotten so smart. I mean, our kids are so smart. They're being raised on, on, on technology. And, and how many of you know that information is just doubling? Knowledge is doubling at su- such a rapid pace. And so we have grown up. We've got a bunch of people that are alive today that honestly just think that they're smarter than God. It's like, you know what? I know God's word says this, but that was just like, that's so old and so outdated. And I'm just telling you this, that God's word is revelant. It's going to be revelant if the Lord doesn't tarry and come back. God's word is going to be revelant in the year 3000. Come on, when things are even a lot crazier, come on today or then than, than, than it is today. And so and the other thing that I that I that I see a lot in our generation is we follow our feelings like way too much. It's like, you know what? I know God's word says this. But this is the way that I feel. Do you know what? Hedonism, uh, hedonism is a word that you should probably look up. There, there, are, there are adult vacation places. They're hedonistic getaways only for adults um, that you can go to. And the whole idea is if it feels good, do it. And it, it totally plays on who we are as a people and as a society and a generation. We don't care what anybody, come on, don't tell me how to live my life. You, you know what I mean? Don't judge me. Don't, don't do this and don't do that because you're not me. You're not walking in my shoes. And who are you to tell me, come on, that this is right or that is wrong? Listen, I'm telling you that the greatest thing that you can do, and I'm praying that the Lord just do a work here this morning, is to come to a place of saying, listen, if my life, if my emotions, if my feelings vary or they differ from the word of God, that I will just bow out and say, God, help me come on to be true and faithful because Everything inside of me is is kind of messed up right now. And I'm just telling you this, that come on, God's word is relevant in 2021. It is the very best thing. It is true. In fact, I will say this. Open your eyes and open your eyes widely and see because life will prove that life doesn't have the answers. The world doesn't have the answers. The answer is found in the book that you have, come on, in 
in your hands and, 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 and in your homes. Praise the Lord. Life will prove to you, come on, that God's word is, is it reigns. In fact, if somebody, you know, I've, I've had people just say, well, I just don't believe in that, or I just don't believe in this, or, or I believe a little bit of this and a little bit of, of that. I'm just like, you know what? Just give it some time because life is going to show you in, in short order. Come on, that God's word is true. The Bible says, let the word of God be true and let every man be a liar. That means that if somebody says something different, then what God's word says, then let them be a liar because God's word is true. Amen. Thank you, Joe. Somebody. Thank you, Joe. I'm telling you what. Thank you. So in 2021, what is going to govern the way that you live? Are you going to follow culture because culture is going to continue to take you further and further and further away from 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 God's truth and his love and his priorities? Are you going to let popular opinion govern your life or are you going to allow for God's word, like really get into it for yourself. Please don't listen to a guy like me on Sunday morning. Don't listen to, you know, just podcasts and think that, you know what, I'm getting God's word all the time. I'm getting God's word. I'm listening to the messages all the time. What I am saying, if you will pause and, and, and open up your Bible just with you and it, and you will just begin to read. I promise you this, that God's word is going to speak so clearly and so boldly. And you're going to be afraid because what he asks you to do at times are going to be so big. But you're also going to be encouraged because you know that you're not alone. You know you're not alone. Amen. And so please don't let your relationship with God be be through somebody else. Come on. That's like what priests were for. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, man, I serve the Lord. I I listen to my priests all the time. Listen, the veil was torn so that you can enter in any time that you want. Man, that's a good word. Psalm 119 and verse 81. Um, it, it, uh, before I read that to you, I want you to know that Psalm 119, like the whole chapter, would be an incredible chapter for you to read. Do you know Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible? It has about 176 verses in it. It's the longest chapter in the Bible, and it's all about the Bible. Isn't that incredible that the longest chapter in all of the Bible is about the Bible? He spent a lot of time talking to us and sharing with us the importance of God's word. In Psalm 119, verse 81, it says this, My soul is weak from waiting on you to save me. My hope is based on your word. So the, the psalmist is saying, listen, man, I go through storms in life. I go through troubles. Man, I'm a wreck. I'm a mess. You know what I mean? I'm weary. I am, I'm wore out. Come on, I'm waiting, God, for you to save me. But my attitude is this. My attitude is positive. It's, it's like, Lord, I am anchored in your word. I'm trusting in, in your word. Come on, my hope is based in your word. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. Listen, we've already read that in a, in a different place. But puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the, and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Come on, I'm telling you what, the best thing that you can do is fall in love with God's word. Like, listen, I want you to write this down. I'm going to, I'm going to spend a little bit every day in God's word 
and then I'm going to pick one day, and I'm going to spend a lot of time in God's Word. You know where the, the church has failed you? Do you know where I personally have failed you? I have failed you, church. I have told you nonsense because I've been trying to fit God's word into the culture that we send in. You know what I'll say? Hey, if you could just pick it up just for like five minutes a day, you know what I mean? That's really, really good. I have failed you in that because you need to spend a whole lot more in your week than five minutes a day. Like if you can do that many days, great. But how about you take one day and that's all you do is you Pump yourself with the Word of God. You get it in your, in your lap first and foremost. And then maybe when you're driving down the road, you've got the audio Bible playing. But I'm just telling you that 2021 is going to require more than you just messing around with God's Word just a little bit. And I apologize to you. I apologize online. I apologize to you in person because I have done you a disservice by saying it's okay just to open it up for a few minutes a day. It is not okay and going into this year you're going to need a whole lot more of God's word than that amen so so spend a little bit of time every day but spend a lot of time at least one day getting into God's word I'm so thankful my own testimony many of you know it I was literally rescued from hell and death God came at a time where you know, where I was helpless and hopeless and 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 he rescued me and I'm just telling you this that I fell in love with God's word, man. I thought, man, this God that had been so good to me, I just wanted to get to know him. And I wasn't a reader. I'm still not a great reader now. But, but, but I, I had to reread things because my comprehension was next to nothing. I would reread things, reread things, reread things until God would show me something. He would reveal something to me. But I remember years later, like I got saved, and then years later there was a song that came out. What would people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find out it's true? And I was that dude, dude. I was packing my Bible, big Bible. I was packing it around. I, was, I, I worked at Micron. Like, I was the guy that was drinking every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Take Monday off and then get right back at it. And, 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 and I went from that guy to pack in my Bible, I would take it to the lunchroom. I would read it on my breaks. Come on, I would take it during my lunch hour. There was a cemetery real close. I love cemeteries. I know that's weird. But I would take it to the cemetery, and I would read for half of the, of the lunch hour. And then I would just walk. It's powerful when you walk the tombs and walk the graves because every single person, every headstone represents a life that was lived much like you're living today. And it does something for you. It shows you that tomorrow is not promised to anybody. And I'm telling you what, you may be young, you might be middle-aged, you might be old thinking that you're going to live for a long time. Time, you have no clue how long you're going to be alive. And I'm telling you what, the best thing that you can do is be about God's business. Oh, man, I can't even, I can't even, the best thing that you can do is be about God's business. Amen. And so, once again, the best thing I can do is stir you up a little bit this morning to fall in love with God's word. I think it's interesting. People are searching. They're searching, and guess what they're finding? Addiction. People are searching. Guess what they're finding? Suicide. People are searching. Guess what they're finding? Depression. 
People are searching. Guess what they're finding? Divorce and, and their families being completely blown apart. People are searching, and I'm telling you, the reason they're searching and finding all of these negative things is because they're not searching in the right place. We need God's Word. You need to look no further than the Word of God to find your answers and to find, come on, your place and to find your value and find your purpose. Amen? You will find it in God's Word. The Word of truth is the best gift that I can give you today. I'm going to give you three things in closing here. Number one, this is all speaking of attitudes. We have to have the right attitude when approaching God's word. Number one, I must thankfully receive the word of truth that saves me. I'm going to take you back to James chapter 116. Do not be deceived, your word says. My dear brothers and sisters, every good and perfect gift is from above. You see, people look at God's word as being restrictive. Well, if I really, really surrender and if I really, really serve God like 100 percent, like if I trust that his word is completely true, then that means that my life is going to be restrictive. That means that I'm not going to I was the this is the reason why I ran from God for so many years, because I was having so much fun running around with a bunch of different girls. I was having so much fun drinking until I passed out. That was doesn't that just sound like so much fun? I was having so much fun. And I was, I was like, you know what, later on, like when I'm old, when I'm old, then I'll serve the Lord. See, I thought that serving God was restrictive, like he was just going to put chains on me, and then all of a sudden, I'm just going to have to endure until Jesus comes back, and then I'll be able to go to heaven. Like, no fun. And I'm telling you, that's the fattest lie that the devil speaks to you. It is not restrictive. Come on, it empowers your life. The Word of God empowers you. Finally, you step into that place of, of who God has created, come on, you to be. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm telling you, it's right. Praise the Lord. Coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like the shifting shadows. He gave us birth. Anybody born again here? Anybody saved like you know Jesus comes back, you're going to heaven? If you don't, and you don't because, uh, because of something that is offered to you today, you're holding off on that. I'm telling you, that's the dumbest thing that you can do. Jesus loves you. He died on a cross for you to save you. Come on, he wants a full surrender. And I'm telling you, It'll be, it's the best decision. Come on, some people, I, I've tried that. The temptation is too difficult. I've tried that. You know, I really found out who I am. I've tried. No, I'm telling you, God's way is always, come on, the best way. It says, through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Now, listen, I'm going to park on this for a second. First fruits, it can be super confusing. But back in the day, back when this was written, like first fruits, like people... They raised their own corn. They raised their own sugar beets, Jeff. They raised, they raised their own beans. They, they raised their own produce. Come on, back in the day, they raised their own livestock. And so what would happen is, is they would give the first of the harvest to the Lord as an act of worship. And this is where we get the tithe from. It's the first tenth 
of all of your income that comes in, you give it to the Lord as an act of worship. It's the reason why we worship on Sunday. We give the tithe, come on, the first to the Lord. We're in the house. Before you enter into the rest of your week, you're giving the first, come on, to the Lord. This is why it's important that you're planted in the house of the Lord while you're connected to a body. Amen? And so it's the tithe, and, and we do it as an act of worship, not begrudgingly, but we do it thankfully. We do it with, a, with, with just open appreciation that, wow, man, I get a, I get a chance to, you know, to worship and give God what belongs to Him. And I'm just telling you t- that when Jesus saved my soul, if He would have asked anything of me because I had nothing, He had just rescued me out of complete damnation and darkness, if you would have asked anything, I'd have just willfully, God, I give you everything. A lot like Peter, he's like, you know, there was a moment in Peter's life where he's like, listen, even if it costs me my life, it belongs to you. And I'm genuine about that. Like, like I literally, because I came from nothing and he gave me everything, I didn't care what he asked. I would, I would absolutely give it to him. And he's got that for you. Amen. Number two is humbly accept the truth. Listen, there's a lot of people pay attention just real quick. Okay. Like there's a lot of people that have pride in what they think is true. And, and, and my truth, this is a, this is a crazy thinking that's going on. Like there's really no truth, but my truth is this and yours might be that. And, and it's okay for us to have different truths, but I'm telling you that is a stinking lie. And, and we become prideful whenever it comes to our truth. I have talked to Christians that they say, you know what? Yeah, I'm Christian. I'm blood-bought, born again. And, and I'm, I'm saved by grace through faith and this and that. But, but their approach to God's word is like, listen, when they read something that they don't like, they just completely take it out. And I'm like, how can you do that? Well, this over here, it just makes more sense. And it just I understand it a little bit differently. And so literally they treat the word of God like a buffet. Like I love John 316 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have ever lie. Like I love that. Woo woo. We're going to celebrate. We're going to absolutely celebrate that. But are you telling me that I can't have sex before marriage? Psh, this is 2020. And you know the sad thing is this is the sad thing. It is very it's very difficult to find a virgin on, on her or his wedding night today in 2020 that has not been with anybody else. It is extremely difficult. Like, you're a weirdo if you've never been with somebody. And I'm just telling you, that within itself flies in the face of what it is that God said he has available for us. See, we think it's outdated. We think it's foolish. But this is the deal. A lot of these, a lot of these broken pieces that people have is because relationally they have given themselves to this and they've given themselves to that. And it causes all kinds of problems. Like life will prove to you that God's way is the best way. 
But yet we buy into, people in the church buy into, you know what, yeah, I love the idea of being saved. Yeah, I love God. And, and yes, 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 but don't tell me, come on, that drinking is bad. Or don't tell me, listen, we have to believe in the fullness of God's word or not believe in it at all. And I'm telling you, the Lord is echoing something over and over and over in my mind that there is going to be a great falling away. There is going to be a great falling away. People that have been raised in the church are going to deny God and walk away from him. And hell is going to be the thing that awaits them. It's not God's plan for them. But I want you to know on this Christmas morning, he, he, he was born so that you can live everlasting and hell is a real place and he doesn't want you to go there but unfortunately there's going to be a lot of people that know the truth that have heard the truth that have denied the truth and they're going to spend their days in hell what a great christmas message pastor travis the best thing the best thing that i can give you this morning is the truth of god's word it's the very best thing. There's no secondary thing that I can give you that's going to be better. But this is the truth. There are going to be, and it breaks my heart, absolutely breaks my heart because I've seen people at the altar with tears in their eyes. But they choose the world's way, denying God. And he says, listen, if you're going to deny me, then I will deny you. That is the word of God. But guess what? At the same time that there's going to be a great falling away, and it's going to be a devastation. But at the same time, there is a harvest, come on, that's going to be pure and beautiful of people that have never heard, that have never been raised. They've never been a legacy. Come on, there's never been, you know, somebody passing these things on. But there's going to be a harvest of brand new believers that are going to just be sold out. Come on, for the things of God. I just love that. That's the grace of God, the mercy of God. James 1.19. Take note, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all the moral filth and, and the evil the evil that so is so prevalent. And humbly with no attitude is what it's talking about. Accept the word that's planted in you which can save you. Listen, there's going to be times when you're reading your Bible that what you read is going to fly in your face. Like it's going to hurt to read it because, because it is absolutely in complete contradiction maybe to how you're living or what you think. And all I'm saying is, is that when that happens, the only right answer is to humbly accept the word of God. Like when I read something that flies in my face and just nails me in the face and I don't like it, you're going you're gonna to not like some of the things that you read, but there's only one response. It's to bow out and say, Lord, I accept your word. Help me, God, to accept your word, to live your word. Come on, to be humble and to accept your word. Listen, if your God never disagrees with you, with you your God just might be you. If your God, I, this isn't my quote, I stole it, but it's powerful. If your God never disagrees with you, then your God just might be you. And this is, the, this is a, a, a picture of so many that live on the, on the earth today. It's like, man, I'll take a little bit of this, but I'm going to reject that. We treat it like a buffet. We cherry pick it, right? 
we, we treat it. It's like, I'm going uh, to, that, that's really not settling with me. I'm not even going to go there, but I'll take all this over here. Listen, once again, you, if you're going to take any of it, you got to take all of it. Because it's absolutely, come on, God's best. And it's true. First Thessalonians chapter 2. Verse 13, we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as the word of men, but actually as it is the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. Do you know how you know God's word is working in your life? Whenever you, when you receive it and, and there's a conflict, but you receive it and you're thankful that the Lord has shown you something about your own life. That needs to be changed. See, there's a difference. People that don't have the spirit of God in them, they hear something and there's conflict and they get mad about it. And, and they, they'll cuss the person out that's telling them in love what they need to hear because their life is on the line. But when the word of God, when the spirit of God is at work in your life, you will read it and it will still hit you in the face. But you're excited because it shows you that God loves you so much that he's wanting to bring you out from that from that place that you're in. Number three is this. And this is the last one. Intentionally embrace God's truth. James chapter one twenty two says this. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like somebody who looks at his face in a mirror. Listen, the Bible is a mirror. The Bible will show you areas of your life that are broken and out of order. Areas that you've adopted as true, but they're not. Hey, you ever look in the mirror and you're just like, man, I got this long nose hair, like, you know, and nobody told me about this long thing. It's curly and it's like, I've been wearing this thing all day and nobody loved me enough to say, hey, listen, pal, go check yourself. Get rid of that thing. Anybody have wives and, 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 and they always ask you, hey, is my mascara run? And then they go to the restroom and if you didn't tell them that their mascara was run, they come right back out and they're like, don't you even love me? I'm like, what do you mean? Do you, you let me walk around like this, right? See, when you read God's word, it's like looking in a mirror so that you can adjust, you can comb that hair, you can flick that hair. I'm at that stage in life where I've got hairs growing out of my ears. I always thought that was the weirdest thing, looking at old guys when I was, when I was young. They got hair in their ears. That's the weird, now I'm that guy. And sometimes, man, I will pluck one and they're gray and they're about that long, it seems like. It's like, my goodness, it tickled my brain when I pulled it. And, um, but but we, look into, we look into the Bible and it's a reflection, but this is what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like somebody that whenever they look at their face in the mirror and after looking at himself, he goes away and immediately fixes that he's got that, that long hair hanging out of his nose or, or out of his ear or mascara. And he forgets what he looks like, but whoever intently looks into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in all that they, that they do. So my challenge is this, my closing challenge, get a Bible, get a real Bible, get rid of your phone Bible. I mean, keep it on your phone, but get rid of it. Pack your Bible around, get a Bible. And, and this is the thing, read it, uh, study it and meditate on it. So I want to start with studying it. When you get your Bible at, at home and you're, you're doing that personal that personal study time. What I want you to do is I want you to get a yellow marker if you like blue or whatever, but get a marker in your hand 
and get a pencil in your hand or a pen in your hand, you haven't read anything, but you know that God's going to show you something that needs to be highlighted. It needs to be underlined. You, before you even read it, you know that God's going to speak to you and you're going you're gonna to begin to mark that thing up. And you're going you're gonna to make little notes off to the side. Come on, so you study it. The next thing that you're going to do is you're going to meditate on it. Somebody told me the other day that they, they've started something new. They'll read like a whole book of the Bible like three or four times before they'll move on to a different book. That's meditation. You read something in the morning and throughout the day you just kind of think about what you read this morning. You, you think about it in the night. You meditate on it. It's like a crock pot, right? You meditate on it. And then in reading it, don't just read it. Come on, let the Bible read you. Let God's word, when it's speaking about so-and-so, Put yourself in that place and let God's word begin, come on, to read you because it will change you. It'll change your life. Amen. It's the very thing that has the power to save you. It's the very thing that changes you from old things, old ways, old thinking to new ways and new thinking. The last scripture is this, and this shows us what it will produce. James 1.27. Listen now. Religion that God our Father accepts. As pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress. You know what this does? By reading God's word, studying God's word, you will become a person of justice. Like you will be aware of the needs of people, come on, that are around you. And you will be on the ready, come on, to, to say, you know what, I can help. I can do something here. I can do something there. Come on, this time of the year, I love it so much. You know why? Because there's so much generosity. I've heard so many stories of how people have helped people. You know how cool it is when I get a, a phone call from the Rupert Police Department? And, um, and they're like, hey, Pastor Travis, uh, you know, we would like to bless a family this year. Who do you know that's in need? And I'm like, I don't know anybody. The reason is, is because so many people before that have called in and said, hey, who do you know that's in need? There are people in our church that have said, listen, we want to do something special for somebody in need. And I've got to pause and be like, and then I take it to our staff. I'm like, hey, listen, you guys know anybody that's in need? They're like, huh, huh, hmm, huh. I love this time of the year because so many people in our community are generous, not just in this church, but in our community. They're so generous. Come on. So when you look after widows and orphans, you become a person of justice. And the second thing it says is to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. You know what that means? That means that, that you become and you care about righteousness. You care about, you care about being righteous before the Lord. And in our world today, let me just paint a picture. And this has been spoken so many times over the last six months. In our world today, this is what we see. We see people are either, they're justice people or they're all about righteousness. And so you've got, you know, you, you've, got, you've got kind of the, let's just call it the left side. They're like, listen, you need to be advocating for something. You need to be advocating for something. Who are you helping? Who are you, who are you advocating for? It's a big word, big word. Advocate, advocate, advocate. Who are, you, who are you helping out? But the thing is, is that, that a lot of these people, they don't care about righteousness. Like, it doesn't matter how you live. 
And then you've got the conservative side. They're like, listen, they're not really advocating for a lot of people like the far, far conservative people. They're not really making a difference in anybody else's life. But they'll be the first people to tell you the sin that you've got in your life. And I'm just saying this, that the gospel and Jesus himself brings both of them together because both of them are important. Pure religion is this, is when we take care of widows and orphans in distress and we also care about living righteous lives. You see, we're not left people. We're not right people. We're kingdom people. And I'm telling you what, it messes us up whenever we find ourselves, come on, on a, on a certain side, forgetting that we're kingdom people. Amen? You're a kingdom person. Go ahead and turn to your neighbor and say, you're kingdom. You're kingdom. I want to just close today just by saying this, that if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, please do not miss this opportunity if you have found that you've been kind of going through the motions and not giving God, come on, what He requires, what He desires, and that's a relationship with you. Like, like He wants your heart. He wants your, he wants your heart. He's not after your money. So many people are like that. Well, God just wants my money. You know what I'm saying? He wants your heart. And with the, when He's got your heart, He's got everything. He's got, he's got everything. He's got your attention. He's got your love. He's got everything. Amen. And, and I'm just telling you that God wants that. And, and if you're here today online or here in person, like I'm going to ask you to stand up. And if you want to give your heart to Jesus and, and you just want to accept him and make a new declaration and dedication to him going into 2021, I'm just going to ask you to stand up right now. If you're already there, please remain seated. But I'm asking you to do something big today. I'm going to ask you to stand right now with me. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He loves you, church. He loves you. Absolutely loves you. I love this. Thank you, Jesus. Let us just take a moment in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for what you have done in these few moments, Lord God. God, you have shown people. You've reminded us all how much you love us, Lord. You've reminded me of your love for me. And God, I repent for myself. I repent because sometimes, Lord, I find myself moving off of what I've known in the past. But Lord, I make a decision today to fall in love even more with your word. Just real quick, church, I want your eyes up here just for a second. I want you to know this just real quick, that there was a time in my life where where I was so in love with God's word that I wouldn't I wouldn't even I wouldn't even put it on the floor. I certainly wouldn't take it and throw it on the bed or because I honored it and I admired it so much. And I'm telling you that I've kind of moved away from that. But I'm telling you, God's doing something so significant in my life. I'm going to take that Bible and I'm going to treat it the way that it needs to be treated. One of the greatest gifts that we have is his word. Now I want to stand and I want to pray with you that have made the decision to receive the Lord. And I'm just going to ask you out of your own mouth, just say it to yourself. I'm going to pray it fast, but, but I want you to repeat this prayer and make it your own, okay? Lord, I thank you for dying on that cross for me. I thank you, Lord, that in laying down your life, you said that whoever believes in you 
would have life. And God, I'm saying that I believe in you and I receive you. And I receive the gift of of salvation. And I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins, to come into my life and 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 change my life. God, I'm going to read your word and I know it might be difficult, but Lord, I'm asking that whenever I take that time every day, I'm asking you, Lord, that you would just that you would just begin to speak to me, God, through your word. Show yourself to me, Lord. And God, I just I, I just declare today that my life is not my own. But God, my life belongs to you in Jesus name. God, I give it willfully and I'm excited about this new relationship. And God, I need you going into this next year. God, I pray also that you would just use me to be a light because there are people that I know that are in dark places. And I'm trusting God that you're going to do such a work in me that I'm going to be able to share that light with the people that I love. And they, too, are going to come to know you and surrender to you in Jesus name. Amen. Everybody said amen. Listen, I want you to know that that prayer, as you've prayed that prayer, it is powerful. That prayer right there is the is the very prayer that changed my entire life. So if you're thinking it's not significant, it is absolutely significant. And, and I want you to every single day. Just trust him, follow him, receive him. Amen. And if you don't have a Bible, if you will promise me that you will read it and you can't afford a Bible, if you don't have a Bible, I will buy you a very nice Bible. If you can afford it, please buy your own Bible. But if you can't, I will buy you a Bible, but I won't buy you a Bible if you're just going to put it on a shelf and let it sit there. Matter of fact, I'm going to buy you a Bible that's more than a hundred bucks. But if you can afford it yourself, you need to get your own Bible. But if you can't afford a Bible, I will buy you a nice one. But this is what I'll do. I'm going to say, where's your Bible? And let me look at it. And I better be seeing some highlights and some underlines. Like if I'm going to take my money and buy you the best gift that I could buy you, that is a Bible. But I'm going to expect that you use it. Amen. God bless you and Merry Christmas. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.